Welcome to episode 251 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about the Biden tapes. I am increasingly disgusted by the level of ignorance on the part of run-of-the-mill liberals and Democrat voters. The people they vote for and the alphabet soup conspiracy media have performed what can only be described as an ongoing psyop to not only keep them ignorant and ill-informed, but confident in their ignorance. You know what I mean by that. They will confidently spew opinions that are actually false. And when you correct them, their go-to move is to call you a conspiracy theorist because they have never heard a contradictory opinion. More on that in a minute. The most important part of the PSYOP is to weaponize them against their political opponents so they continue voting for candidates from the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party. The reason this step is necessary is because their pitch to their voters is abysmal. What's their pitch? Vote for us. We will defund the police, groom and mutilate your children without parental consent. Allow men and boys into your daughter's and granddaughter's locker rooms and bathrooms and compete with them in sports. We will keep the border open, allowing the world's poor and terrorists to stream in. We're going to bankrupt the country and destroy the U.S. dollar by printing trillions upon trillions of dollars. We want to start World War III with Russia without a congressional declaration of war. We want to violate the First Amendment weaponize the Department of Justice and FBI against our political opponents, encourage extremists to occupy, burn, and loot American cities, and call it mostly peaceful. We are totalitarians. Vote for us. Now, of course, they can't say all that. It's much easier to weaponize their voter base against all things Republican, all things conservative, all things Trump, all things MAGA, all things Romney, all things McCain, all things Bush. Hell, now it's all things RFK Jr., they tell their voters that all of those people are the equivalent of the devil. They are Nazis. They are fascists, misogynists, racists, homophobes, transphobes, bigots. How can you possibly vote for one of those deplorables? Vote for us instead. Just ignore what we really stand for. And even with all of that effort, they still were barely able to pull the most corrupt, disgusting, pervert, ever to sit in the White House across the finish line without perpetrating the greatest voter fraud scheme in the history of the world in a handful of corrupt blue cities in a few battleground states. Think about how successful this psyops has been in keeping your average liberal and or Democratic voter ill-informed and ignorant. They still think the COVID vaccine is safe and effective and masks work and lockdowns save lives and social distancing was a real scientific fact. They still believe that the COVID pandemic was a pandemic and that it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Many probably still believe that the so-called vaccine stopped the spread. They have no idea that they participated in the largest drug trial in the history of the world without informed consent. Let's be honest, they don't even know what informed consent is. They have no idea that the more shots of that toxic potion you get, the more likely you are to actually get the virus they were supposedly dutifully getting the vaccine for. They have no idea what myocarditis is. They have no idea about any of the adverse effects of the COVID jab. They've never heard of the VAERS database, and they believe that there is such a thing as anti-science. If they've heard of ivermectin, they think it's horse medicine. If they've heard of hydroxychloroquine, they think it has something to do with an aquarium cleaner and Trump told people to ingest it. They have no idea that the United States partially funded the Wuhan lab, and they still think COVID came from a wet market. 
They know nothing about the crimes of Anthony Fauci and the massive fraud and crimes against humanity perpetrated by numerous people throughout the federal government, medical practitioners, med schools, medical researchers, medical boards, and pharmaceutical companies. They still believe Russia stole the 2016 election for Trump, never considering that their candidate at the time is one of the most nasty, corrupt, soulless people to ever walk the planet. They still think, despite the Mueller and Durham reports, which their news sources did not report to them, that Trump was involved in some Russia collusion. They are unaware that RFK Jr. is running for president against Biden. They have no idea that Biden is guilty of the same crime, so-called crime, that Trump was indicted for over possession of classified documents. They think Hunter Biden's laptop, with all its pictures of drug use, pornography, prostitution, text messages, emails, is Russia disinformation. They know nothing about Joe Biden's inappropriate showers with his daughter, Ashley. They've never heard of Tara Reid. They are unaware of the Biden crime family's decades-long influence-peddling syndicate. They know nothing about the evidence of massive First Amendment violations as exposed by the Twitter files. Hell, they've never heard of the Twitter files. They cannot provide the definition of woman. They believe free speech is violence, but violence committed by the right people is free speech. They still think the FBI and the Department of Justice are valiant and honorable institutions. They have no idea Joe Biden was censored by the British Parliament over the Afghanistan withdrawal, the only president to have such a distinction. They didn't even censor George Washington, whose job it was to kill British soldiers. And they sure as hell have never heard the audio I'm about to share with you. To that end, consider this episode a public service bookmark it, and save it for future reference. Included in this episode are five audio clips. Three of them are Biden as vice president talking to the former Ukrainian president, discussing the various illegalities he perpetrated in that country. I also included Biden's 2018 discussion at the Council of Foreign Relations, where he boasts about blackmailing the Ukrainians over a loan guarantee if they did not get rid of a prosecutor investigating Burisma, a natural gas company where his son Hunter had been installed as a board member with no industry experience for a reportedly $80,000 a month salary. And the final clip is a Senate floor speech by Senator Grassley, where he summarizes several aspects of the criminality of the Biden crime family. So this first clip is at the end of 2016. Biden is on the way out of office as Trump is coming in. Biden, the point man in Ukraine, as Obama installed him, that was his charge to be the Ukrainian point man, kind of like Kamala was put in charge of the border. He's talking to the Ukrainian president, Petro Poroshenko. They're discussing the firing of a prosecutor in Ukraine who was investigating a bribe paid to Hunter Biden, who of course was at the time on the board of that Ukrainian natural gas company. You will clearly hear Biden strongly suggest that Poroshenko remove the prosecutor in return for a billion-dollar loan guarantee from the United States. Poroshenko obliges, but listen to what he says. He says the prosecutor did nothing wrong. Then Biden congratulates him and makes reassurances about the loan guarantee. Assuming that uh, um, uh, there is a new government and a, uh, a new prosecutor general, uh, I am prepared to do a public 
signing of the commitment for the billion dollars. And despite of the fact that we didn't have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about he doing something wrong, I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday, I especially asked him to resign. Congratulations on installing the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Chokin did. And I'm a man of my word. I uh, and that now that the new prosecutor general is in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new one billion dollar loan guarantee. Hey, Libs, what would you say if you were listening to Trump or Bush having that same conversation? The next clip is really part two of the first one. The network OAN, One American News, provides some commentary inside that clip. You'll hear them. This is Biden, who is worried about Trump coming into office and uncovering all the corruption going on in Ukraine. I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the detail. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the private bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. The bank mentioned there, Privat Bank, was the one running the money between Ukraine and all of the Biden crime family's numerous shell companies. Joe wants that thing shut down. It's critically important to your economic and physical security. What the hell does that mean? Is he threatening him on audio? How many of you remember the first impeachment of Trump? What was it about? The perfect phone call between Trump and Zelensky. Remember that? Well, at the end of the day, what occurred in that impeachment is exactly what Biden was concerned about four years earlier in that clip you just heard. Trump would come into office, start dealing with Ukraine, and figure out that there was a lot of shady shit going on over there during the Obama years, with Biden as the point man in the country. Biden becomes Trump's primary competitor. He decides, hey, let's go investigate what this guy was up to. Trump was impeached for trying to dig up dirt on Biden in Ukraine because Biden was as dirty as the dirtiest crime boss. In the next clip, this is the January 2018 Council of Formulations, where Joe is discussing what you heard in the first clip that I played for you. I'm desperately concerned about the backsliding on the part of uh, uh, Kiev in terms of corruption. They made, I mean, I'll, I'll give you one concrete example. I, I, I was, not I, I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. 
So they said they had they were walking out to the press conference. Said, "Nah." I said, "I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said, call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Got fired, and they put in place someone who was solid. Biden is such a dumbass dipshit. He's so brazen and arrogant. Well, son of a bitch. I mean, he, in his mind, he's a tough guy. They put in someone solid, meaning someone who would not investigate my son Hunter and the bribes he accepted. That's some impressive shit. To my liberal and or Democrat voting listeners, what would you say? I, I keep coming back to this. What would you say if Trump had said any of this stuff? This next clip is the Ukrainian president, Poroshenko, again. He's talking to Biden, and he's concerned about the whole corruption and bribery scandal and how it's going to come to light because one of his aides, who has tapes of a bunch of conversations, is going to blow the whistle and take it to the FBI. But Biden reassures Poroshenko that he has nothing to worry about with the FBI. Uh, if, it, if it is true that FBI working with him, I, at least I want to know that. No, no, they are not. I told you the, the FBI concluded he had nothing and they stopped. Uh, that, that was it. There's no reason to talk to him again. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I will check point. that and confirm that with you. Can anyone say obstruction of justice? Libs? Democratic voters? Do any of you give a shit about justice? I'm not talking about any of your contrived justices with an adjective in front of the word. I'm talking about simple justice. The final clip is just from a week or so ago in June of 2023. Senator Chuck Grassley's speech before the Senate where he lays out further evidence against the Biden crime family, primarily speaking about an unclassified document from a paid FBI source. It's called a 1023. That's the form they fill out. The document in question contains allegations of a $5 million bribe paid by a foreign national to Joe Biden. When Congress subpoenaed the document back in April or May, they lied and said it didn't exist. Then it did exist, but they weren't going to turn it over. Then Congress threatened the FBI director with contempt of Congress charges. Then the FBI offered to show the document in a SCIF, which is a classified facility at the FBI headquarters. Then Congress said, uh, go screw yourself. It's not a classified document. Then the FBI turned it over, but it was heavily redacted. Unbeknownst to the FBI, a whistleblower previously provided Grassley with a copy of the form, this 1023 form. When he heard how much of the document was redacted, he apparently got pissed off and gave this speech. Now, do you think your liberal friends know about any of this stuff? He goes on to explain that the redacted part of the document was the most important part. The foreign national who allegedly bribed then-VP Joe Biden kept 17 secret recordings of phone calls between him and both Hunter and Joe Biden as an insurance policy. I guess the FBI didn't want that information out. Here's Grassley's speech. Last week, uh, I came here to speak to my colleagues about the Biden administration and the FBI playing games with the American people by hiding the FBI-generated 1023 document from Congress and the American people. Director Ray was uh, going to be held in contempt for refusing to produce 
the 1023 that I told Chairman Comer about, and I think I had that conver first conversation with Chairman Comer about three weeks ago. Then instead of contempt, the, M the FBI committed to showing the 1023 and related documents to the whole Congress. By the way, I thank uh, Chairman Comer for his cooperation with me and how he's pursued this issue, because we know a heck of a lot more now than if he hadn't been involved in this whole effort. So the FBI showed, after the FBI committed to showing this document. They showed, but it didn't provide possession of the 1023 to the House Oversight Committee last week. And by the way, 1023 is unclassified. So why shouldn't the entire country know about what's in this 1023? As the public knows, that 23, 1023 involves an alleged bribery scheme between then-Vice President Biden, Hunter Biden, and a foreign national. The same allegations that Chairman Comer and I made public on May the 3rd of this year. And on the very same day that the FBI provided a redacted version of the 1023 to the House Oversight Committee, the Justice Department then announced that former President Trump had been indicted and charged with 37 crimes related to his alleged mishandling of classified records. Attorney General Garland signed off on prosecuting Trump for conduct similar to what Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton engaged in. Two standards of justice in this country will turn our constitutional republic upside down. Thanks to the political infections within the Biden Justice Department and the FBI, we were well along the road for that to happen. This senator will do all that he can to fight political infection in the Department of Justice and the FBI. And you fight it, then, by bringing transparency to what this government does. The public's business ought to be public. Transparency brings accountability. With respect to the 1023 shown to that House Oversight Committee, from what I've been told by folks who've reviewed it, it's filled with redactions. Now, the document that Comer and I read had maybe two or three half-inch redactions, not whole sentences redacted, as I'm told the document in the skiff is. So, Director Ray placed redactions on a document that's already unclassified. As I've said before, unclassified. More than that, the FBI made Congress review a redacted, unclassified document in a classified facility. That goes to show you the disrespect that the FBI has 
for Congress. On a previous time on this Senate floor, I think I told my fellow senators that what's so unusual about an unclassified document being given to the public when I think it was May the 18th of this year, there was leaked to the New York Times a classified document and even the name of a confidential human source. So we're kind of in a strange situation here. Classified document can be leaked to the New York Times, but a non-classified document can't be made public to 300 million Americans if they're interested in reading it. Now, accordingly, Congress still lacks a full and complete picture with respect to what that document really says. That's why it's important that the document be made public without unnecessary redactions for the American people to see. Can you believe redacting an unclassified document? So now, let me assist for the purposes of more transparency on this subject. The 1023 produced to the House Committee's redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. Special Counsel Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. Well, what is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? Getting a full and complete 1023 is critical for the American people to know and understand the true nature of the document and to hold the Justice Department and the FBI accountable. It's also important for asserting congressional, constitutional congressional oversight powers against an out-of-control executive branch, obviously drunk with political infection. Remember, Congress has received 1023s in the past. 
and they've been made public. So asking for this 1023 to be turned over to the American people to read is not an unusual thing that goes on with 1023s. Congress owes, owes it to the American people and the brave and heroic whistleblowers to continue to fight for transparency in this matter and make this document public without unnecessary redactions. And I want everybody to remember that I have read the unredacted version, except for a couple or three half-inch half redactions, I'd say. Thank you very much. I yield the floor. If this episode demonstrates anything, it demonstrates the need for free speech, debate, conversations, and discussions. Liberals and average Democratic voters today are nothing more than see-no-evil, hear-no-evil, useful idiots for the Democratic Party. Don't get me wrong, the right has some of these as well, but the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, really has become a cult whereby their voters no longer think for themselves. They are gaslighted and lied to day in and day out. They appear brainwashed. They are ignorant, they're ill-informed, and they're confident in their ignorant opinions. It's a sad state of affairs for the country. And that's the truth about the Biden tapes. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share episodes with your friends, especially this one. Send it to one or two of your favorite ill-informed, ignorant liberal friends and family. Dare them to listen to it and ask them to comment afterwards. I'm willing to bet you get no takers because they're going to be so offended by the first three or four minutes that they're going to shut it off. And by the way, if you're interested in going deeper in a few of the topics we discussed, like Anthony Fauci, you can check out episode 179, The Truth About Anthony Fauci, The Corrupt One-Trick Pony. I also did an episode on Joe Biden that's way back in episode 91, and I did one on the Biden crime family. That's episode 118.